Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. I'm the IKEA-made oak table that Denny smashed his head on. Connor. And I'm the stunt double who lies down and plays Ghost Lucy. Emma. So what have we got coming up this week, Emma? We have your weekly roundup, of course, as well as your hero and slapping Dan of the week. We have a new segment called Favourite Scene of the Week. Ooh. And it has its own jingle. <gasps> This month, in honour of the 35th anniversary, we will be reacting to iconic anniversary scenes each week, starting with today. And we try and redeem ourselves in Guess Who. But who knows if we will? I do know one thing though, Emma. It's time to play that jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den. You bitch. You cow. Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank. Stace. Please in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope, Hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. So this week we not only had EastEnders, but we also had the NTAs. Woo. Oh, boo. How do you react to that? Yeah, Sorry. Like, that was the most devastating thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> As an EastEnders fan, we are loyal to only EastEnders. That was devastating. And I have to give commiserations to Max, Danny, and of course to EastEnders and its fabulous cast. You were robbed. Absolutely robbed. We'll go down and give Emma Dale a slap in Dan, if you would like us to. We'd always just send Bobby. Oh, yeah. Bobby, are you available? <laughs> On to lighter things. Yes. So last week we sang the bill. As, we did. Well, we didn't, but we tried we to. We thought we did. As we were talking about Phil and Ben and the police and all that. Because you know us, we like to go off on one and talk about something completely different. Yeah, standard E20. So yeah, we were trying to sing the bill and we're like, no, that's Holby City. Yeah. And I was like, oh. No, it's casualty. And I was like, it's casualty. And you were like, oh, it could be. I was like, yeah, it is. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I clearly don't watch casualty. And we were listening to this back after I edited it, and it turns out, no, we were singing Emmerdale. Yes, we were singing <laughs> Emmerdale. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Maybe it was a premonition. Should have warned everyone, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> what else do you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that thanks to Annie Mae, we have our answer. It was... Oh, God, that made my day. Yeah. Because that was, that was bugging me. It was. It was really bugging us. We were both like, well, what is the Bill's theme tune then? And then thankfully, our wonderful, <laughs> our wonderful friend, Annie Mae, tweeted us and told us, well, tweeted us the, the link to the, the Bill's actual theme music. I was like, how did we not get that? Yeah, how, the, how did we forget that? How did we forget that tune? And speaking of fan interaction, I just have to give a big, big shout out to one of our lovely commenters and i just want to say a big thank oh, you yes, to her on apple i saw this yes massive thanks yes lovely big message off of uh, it's brianne very nice i have to just say really appreciate it that. made me go oh i know warms the cockles of my heart <laughs> so um, thank you brianne so thank you brianne and if anyone else wants to leave anything nice on there you know it feel free go on <laughs> no bad comments will be included <laughs> <laughs> That's my terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the APR voice. <laughs> yeah. It's like 100% APR. <laughs> um, speaking of fan interaction, though, we came up with a cool new project. Yes. So as fan fantasies, when a Sonia gave us a little idea. Instead of just reading fan fiction, why not write our own fan fiction? Read our own fan fiction, star in our own <gasps> fan fiction. 
Yes! Except you get to create the storyline and choose the characters who will feature in it. So for example, one of the first pools we're going to be putting up, you will get to choose which family we belong to. Ooh. What are our jobs? <gasps> I wonder. I know I do wonder. What are you going to pick? <laughs> Deck collector. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just know it. <laughs> get me jacket. Uh, I've got me leather jacket ready, actually. <laughs> it's all right. And in later polls, we might include things such as what random side story are we getting involved in? Could it be a UFO sighting? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it'll just be something like a power cut, like that Christmas no one remembers. <laughs> I mean, he's not joking. They are genuinely options. <laughs> <laughs> each week we will be featuring a different chapter in the podcast and also each chapter will have its own poll each week on Twitter for you to vote in. So look out for those. The first one starts tomorrow for chapter one. Ooh. Ooh. So if you don't know already, we are at E20podcast on Twitter. So go give it a follow and take part in the poll mm-hmm. and help us create this fan fiction because we're going to start reading it from the 20th of February. <gasps> Just in time for the anniversary. It is. But first. On with the show. So Suki is on the square. With a big secret. Yes, big Mama Panazar. She's here and she's making her presence known almost immediately after getting out of the taxi. She basically gets out of that taxi, shoves them all out of their bedrooms, rearranges the whole house for them, and, you know, just lays the load down with her boys. I find it so funny they're living in that little apartment when, if you think Mel's house is completely free. Yeah, it is. They're all gone there. <laughs> she could have moved into there. They could have just waited just a tiny bit longer. Then again, the squat's also free. They could have moved into there true no one lives there <laughs> i mean adams and honeys was a nice place so i can understand why they picked that yes but i just think there's a lot of people living in that small area yeah it's very small that house i wonder if it's another tardis house i think it is mm, yeah it's there with the mitchells it's there with the slaters i have to say i really love suki already she's very manipulative and you know you can already say that she's got a bit of favoritism towards uh Vinny. She obviously, oh, yeah. she obviously loves him. That's the jewel in her eye. I think she hates Jags. Yeah, I think she does. <laughs> <laughs> I think she doesn't like Jags. Poor Jags. Poor Jags. We love you, Jags. We J-Dog. Love you. We love you, J-Dog. But yes, um, Suki's on the square. She's going to appointments. I say in quotation oh, yes. marks. Appointments. Yeah. Uh, uh, where does she go? I'm, I have no idea. You know where I think she goes? You know that cafe where they're trying to hide from people and they always meet up if they're having affairs or anything? Yes. She probably just yes. goes and sits in there. Oh, that would be, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah. Because it's weird. She'll be off to her appointment and then where where has she been? Yeah, where does she go? Maybe she went to that hotel that Linda went to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we never saw where that was. I would like them to do an episode where we get to see her go to wherever she's going rather than the appointment. Yes, that would be nice. Because come on, we all know she's not at the appointment. We all know she's not there. We guess that from the moment she got onto the square. Yeah, I think as <laughs> Probably soon as before she arrived. As soon as we knew she had cancer, we were like, nah, she's lying. Especially when, you know, <laughs> Ash has already said that she's manipulative and stuff yeah, like that. And she hates how her. they don't get on. Yeah, that was obvious. So naturally, she sits down, meets up with Ash, tries to mend some bridges with her strange daughter. Because as we've already said, her daughter doesn't like her. 
she feels like she's a manipulator. <laughs> and um, Ash is totally sussing her oh, out. Oh, she so has. She's so sussed her out. I mean, she's a doctor, for God's sake. Yeah. How can you lie <laughs> to a doctor about health? <laughs> like, it's the way she's asking possible. the questions and you can see Suki like, uh-oh. Should have done me wiki search. <laughs> should have done a little Google search there. <laughs> mm, <maybe laughs> chest symptoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the sly, she's got a phone under the table Googling. Yeah. NHS. Right, yeah. I have... (laughs) (laughs) Gastrointestinal disturbance, headaches, (laughs) nausea. They may last for... Nope, that's too much information. Uh, (laughs) Right, yes. Yes, I do love our our extent of lying. I also love how, like, within five minutes of them having this, like, meet-up, she's criticising Ash already. Mm -hmm. Like, Ash is meeting her a cup of tea, and she's like, oh... You always were economical with the milk. Well, I'm sorry. There's nothing worse than milky tea. I do not abide milky tea. That is disgusting. If you want hot milk, just get a cup. Just get a <laughs> cup of hot milk. Make it yourself. That's that's different. Don't try and make milky tea. It's disgusting. And also, it made us think of my own like youth because my mom was very economical with the milk to the point where she used to water it down. Like, used to pour water in to make it last longer. I'm so a I... terrible person. I don't drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> or how, coffee. How dare you? You're not British at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, she basically sat down with this milky, this not-so-milky tea and started to lie about her cancer. It was all going so swimmingly for Suki until she said she had four months to live. I mean, she looks blooming good, doesn't she? For, oh, yeah. For four months. <laughs> She's looking quite fine. So Ash doesn't believe her at all? No. She's like us. She knows. She's a doctor. So Suki has to do her research. She didn't go to Google. She didn't go to Wiki. She took it a step too far. Mm. Well, I mean, she was already taking it a lot of steps too far, but she took it yeah. that one extra. And she went to Jean. Disgusting! I mean, like, who goes to a a former cancer patient and like ask them all these questions about their like illness so that, that they can just, use in a lie. That was just too much. It's gross. I was not it's okay. gross. But I mean, I love her as a villain. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> like, it's definitely made her even more But malevolent. I love Jean. Don't use Jean. And it's so sad because Jean obviously was being so nice to her as well and Suki's just like, yes, I'll just get me a little notepad out and just start writing it down. But like Whitney's notepad except from she's writing lies down about cancer. And so... Ash is basically on her even after all of our research. Well, yeah, because she was just using all of Jean's words and she was taking everything from like how she was saying how Stacey yeah. reacts to it and like how what she does to help Stacey, blah, blah. And she just uses that to talk to Ash. Yeah, yeah. okay, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think Ash will be a little bit suspicious when she's already heard these words before quite often. So from one mother to another... Sharon's struggling to reclaim Denny. So just like Kevin, Denny was forgotten and left home alone. Yeah, but unlike Kevin, he didn't, you know, booby trap the house. No, he just moved in with Shirley. Bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) And poor Kathy. (laughs) Where's she been? She came back with an overnight bag. Yeah, where did she go? Island? <laughs> Maybe. It's always Island. <laughs> Father Dominic. Father Dominic. Father Dominic. Um, <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> we'll have to watch Red Water at some point. We will. We will. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Kathy was obviously out and about. She just tottered back in with her little... I love how she's just staying there, though, as well. <laughs> yeah, she's just still in the house that she doesn't actually live in. Just no. Just loitering. By herself. <laughs> just squatting. Yes. Just Kathy's squatting. Denny hid from her as soon as she walked through the door. I love that. I like Denny. Maybe he was a bit Could like you not Kevin? just say that, like, you know, Phil forgot you? Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. It is a bit like Home Alone where, like, Kevin's, like, you know, hiding around the house and stuff and, like, planting traps. Imagine if he just, like, you know, threw a load of marbles on the floor before Kathy came <laughs> in. She just went flying. <laughs> Got his pet tarantula out. <laughs> it must mean that Ben's with Callum then because surely Ben, surely. he didn't go as well, so he would have been at home. But yeah. he's not. Hmm. I just love how that house was filled with people and now it's got, it's no, one. got no one other than Kathy, <laughs> who has no reason to actually be there anymore. Well, Ian did invite her back. Mm, true. So is it just going to be an empty house? Yeah, just, just standing there by itself. Surely I mean, Sharon could go back then because no one would know. Well, she has the keys. She does have the keys. But yes, whilst Kathy was home alone, Danny went on to basically shack up with Shirley. Who did say that he should really go back to his mum. I mean, what is it with Danny and older women? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Lisa was talking to him that time. Yeah. L. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. He seems to just have this thing with all of Phil's ex ex girlfriends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Mel, Lisa. He likes Shirley. a blonde just like Phil. He does, clearly. I have to say it felt a bit like destiny, Danny being in the Vic. Did oh, it not you? I know, maybe that's a hint of what's to come. I feel like that was destiny. Come on, Denny. Well, I am watching all the old episodes on the drama channel Ooh. and seeing Sharon behind the Vic is something we, perfect, we should see again. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we do need it. But yes, Shirley's been housing Denny and, you know, giving it our all as the motherly matriarch that we all have come to know and love. Only <laughs> 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 joking. She's five minutes in, she's already trying to give him back. <laughs> she I mean, really did not want him to no. stay long term. <laughs> what do you expect from a woman who tried to drown her sons? <laughs> I mean, you know, Shirley's fantastic, but she's not much of a of a man. Really. I did love that Denny was staying there and obviously Mick and Linda didn't know. And the social worker had to obviously go around because <laughs> of what Ollie said at school. Yes. And Mick opens the door and just sees Denny behind <laughs> just stood and he's like they're like, oh, there you are. <laughs> and Shirley just pretends it's been hide and seek. Yeah. He looks a bit old for hide and seek, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. You see the social worker like, hmm. I do feel a bit <laughs> sorry for Denny because Phil has just left him and abandoned him, but Denny still feels loyal to him. Yeah, I don't get that. It's so sad. I feel really bad for Denny. I know he's like being a bit of a brat, but like. Oh, yeah, definitely this week. Yeah, but I do feel a bit a bit bad for him. It's quite lonely for him. Yeah. Ken just being passed around. I mean, as like a 13-year-old boy, he's homeless. Like, no one cares, apart from Sharon. Who and who are his friends? Yeah, I've never seen him with friends, actually. No, just not when he joined Tiff's gang. Yeah, not since the gang. Yeah. He's got no one now, really. I mean, Bobby's trying to be his friend. Oh, well, that's going well. <laughs> and I mean, weirdly, Kathy must be his friend, too. Because why did Denny have Kathy's number in his phone? Oh. Yeah, it's really weird. Her name comes up on the screen. And he's like, oh, it's Kathy. Like, he's like that. He shows Shirley and she's like, I'll deal with her. That's weird considering how much Kathy and Sharon don't get on. Yes, isn't it? I mean, I know the flatmates technically at the moment. Yes, technically they are flatmates. But that's odd. Isn't he's, it? He's going through all the films. I said, like, this is what's so weird. <laughs> he seems to have a thing, like a weird, inappropriate relationship with every single one of Phil's exes. Like, they're all older women. 
that all like seem to either talk to him, have his number. I mean, I'm not being funny, but if you were like 13, would you be like going, oh, I've got Kathy's number on me for Kathy can I have your number? Like you wouldn't, would you? No. She was like, she's like ancient. Well, <laughs> she looks young. She is ancient. Can you imagine Bex being like best friends with Phil? That would be weird, wouldn't it? That would be weird. That's what I mean. Like, it's strange. Bernadette's just hanging out with like... Well, yeah, it's Bernadette <laughs> hung out with Ted. Ted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Each to their own, I suppose. Maybe they Den- play chess in the shed together. Maybe that's what Danny and Kathy's doing, playing chess Play together. Chess. Whatever the reason, I do still want to know why he has that number on his phone. But yeah, uh, Kathy and Shirley basically team up to try and sort out, you know, Danny's mess. Because Bobby's basically failing. He's kind of gone up and been like, go back to see your man. Sharon did say that she didn't expect much out of it because they don't have anything in common. Yes. Danny basically just does not listen to him. And so Kathy and Shirley are left with no other option but to team up. And they put in a little plan. They're going to bring him around. They're going to have a bit of an intervention. I loved it. It was Sharon, Shirley and Kathy, Phil's angels. <laughs> <laughs> All of Danny's Danny's uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> He's got everyone's number. <laughs> I mean, he is very close to Shirley as well at the moment. Yes. He's it's following so around a lot. I don't know why he would go to Shirley as well. <laughs> like, it's just so strange. <laughs> this whole thing's very strange. Um, I love it because it's like Phil's put her in charge. So he's like, right, I'll hang out with you. Yeah, you're the new Phil. Find <laughs> some friends, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did have that little flirtation with Dottie. Dottie, yeah. So maybe. She mm. was not okay with that. No, no. I don't blame her. No, no. 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 Bit too young for Dottie. Yeah. If she goes there, then, you know, she is her dad's daughter. so bobby and kathy and sharon and shirley and ian they all they all unite to try and get danny to see the error of his ways to forgive his mam so he gets worse yeah it doesn't work so he calls kathy a slapper yeah and he says to his own mother that he doesn't care if her baby lives lives or dies dies. he is just now the devil (laughs) he's just been possessed (laughs) (laughs) So Bobby gives him a slapping Dan in the same place he hit Lucy. In the same place he also hit Cindy. It's Bobby's corner. And then what happened? As he fell to the floor and smashed on that table. Bobby done a runner. Bobby did a runner. He's classic runner. (laughs) (sighs) It's like when he first started and that video came out on (laughs) Twitter where it was just Bobby running Running every time someone tried to talk to him. Give me flashbacks of that. But he was obviously having his own flashbacks. Yes, I was yeah. having that one. He was having one of Lucy. Yeah, to be fair, his the reason why he ran out of the house is a little bit more understandable because he did just see a ghost. Yes, it's the return of the ghost stunt woman. Yay! <laughs> and on to another attempted murder. We're going to talk about Leo. Well, we're back to creepy Leo. Creepy. And Whitney. Our poor, poor dim-witted Whitney. Bless her heart. This week's been a heavy one for Wit. She started off with losing her hair. Oh yeah, that was so sad. Then got real bad news from Jack when like basically her report, nothing came of it. So Leo was just... Yet. Leo was just prancing around, parading around, thinking he's, he's won. That he Kicking can off in the square with Kat, you know, oh, the classics. Yeah. I mean, he did get a little bit of punishment there and then, didn't he? Because Kat just, like, knees him in the balls. Loved it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well done, Kat. 
feminist icon. <laughs> um, and then he's later arrested. Yes, the report did go through. Yay! What I found a bit weird mm-hmm. was that obviously he was arrested in front of them, but there yes. was no guarantee that this was going to lead to anything. Obviously, she hadn't submitted the book yet. Nope, there wasn't enough. Really. So why would you go and celebrate at the Prince Albert? Yeah, a bit premature, that celebration. Very premature. A bit premature. <laughs> it is, I'm not being funny, it's Albert Square. You know that it's only going to be a couple hours and they're back out. Yeah. I mean, Even we, if the murder. <laughs> we did get treated to some delights. Martin's dancing and oh, things like that. That is the Martin I know and love. I know. I know. He's back. He's back, Emma. He's I want back. a gif of that. I want a gif <laughs> of him doing that dance. It was just wonderful. So... As everyone else is celebrating. Whitney's out on the balcony, enjoying the sights, looking over all of the square. Oh, lovely sights. <laughs> and then who does she see toddling down the street? It's none other than her boyfriend, in quotation marks, <laughs> <Yeah>. Leo. <laughs> Who's gotten out of the police custody by saying that she's crazy and that he is actually her boyfriend. Naturally, the next thing he does is stare at her scarily and run at her like a horror film. And then, obviously, on a balcony in Albert Square... It's never going to go well. No, it's not, is it? Someone's going to be pushed. I mean, I did wonder, what did Leo expect? He's confronted Whitney. I mean, I know he is creepy and crazy, so like maybe he just didn't think of anything, but he's just ran through the Albert to get to her there. Every one of her friends and family and supporters are all inside of there. They're going to see him. What did he think was going to happen when he... Like, well, he through? had the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter on. Right, right. Yeah. Did he not wear Martin's magic coat that turns him invisible? You know, the, the deck collecting one. Maybe he had that on under his Sainsbury's uniform. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah. Once you wear that, you're instantly unrecognisable. So that'll be why. <laughs> they end up having this massive route, didn't they? Which was really like scary because I just thought, oh my God, what if Whitney goes away? He's just so obsessed. He is. He's creepy, creepy, creepy psycho. And Kush is like, nope. Yep. Muscles comes to the rescue. Muscles comes to the rescue. And he gives them the Kush push. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. (laughs) Would you like one? I wouldn't mind a Kush push. (laughs) Um, Get that organized. And Leo takes a little bit of a tumble. Also, when he took the tumble, Mm -hmm. his shoe went flying. And all (laughs) I could think about that whole time is, someone get the shoe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> shoes like over there so we'll get the shoe he needed to tie those laces a bit tighter or get a smaller size because they shouldn't come off like that maybe they should make trainers now for moments like that if you're gonna fall from a height keep them on i mean really that makes a tough trainer i mean really tony wasn't there to show him how to tie his laces so that's probably what's happened oh, true <laughs> and he did bash his mom over the head so she's probably not showing him how to do it either yeah yeah so, as he tumbles into a nice, happy accident on the floor... We got some interesting camera effects. We did. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I don't think we needed them. No, not a fan. Not a fan. No. You know me. I would have been quite happy with either seeing him on the ground and their reactions and like just nothing in between over. or just him going over. I like, I'm a fan of the old style where they just go over the side. You hear the like thud. Or the I didn't <coughs> like how it was like he had a GoPro on his head. <laughs> we were seeing everything <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Not my, not my cup of tea. It's not like, my oh, cup of tea. Are we on the budget of GoPros now? <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Mm. Not for me. Naturally, when one pushes someone off of a balcony, you're going to get into some trouble, aren't you? <laughs> so, are you? <laughs> why? Why do they keep making the same mistake with Leo? 
every time that they are like, he's creepy, he's terrible, let's get the police involved. They all attack him and then the police end up arresting them rather than him. It's so annoying because it's not helping Whitney's case. No. All these actually attacking him. It's made it worse. Like, they're, they're now looking at her. But I mean, it's not like Kush did mean to push him. No, of but course like, not. if he did... It's not going to help our defence, yeah. is it, really? It's going to make it look like they're bullying him or something. Yeah, because like. like they're, they're <laughs> hitting him on the square and yeah. all sorts. Like, it's not great. It, it just seems... <laughs> like the most counterproductive yeah <laughs> <method>. it is <laughs> so poor Kush the police come round they're knocking at the door they're demanding all way where he is I love this bit Mo is hilarious when she's just like never heard of him never heard of him <laughs> <laughs> brilliant and he just goes Mo let them in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor Kush poor muscles we, you know we love muscles we love muscles he gets arrested Kat made a great point though during the bit where the police were obviously arresting Kush and they were mm. still trying to say, look, she's got this book, everything. Yeah, yeah. What's it going to take for you to believe her? Is it going to be when she's dead? And that's the true point with these things. It like, really is. I have why are they not listening to her side? Well, they are listening, yeah. but they're also not taking enough it's notice. Serious. They're listening to Leo and it's like, Leo's lying to they're, you. They're not doing enough. Do you know, I love it when EastEnders gets topical like this. This is such an important topic. It's shown the truth. You, you've you obviously done documentaries on this topic. Yeah. And it's so important that this is out there. It shows what the reaction is for a lot of these women who report stalkers or report stalking. And how they're basically not ignored as such, but not taken as seriously as, you know, other mm-hmm. crime. And we we all know what happens when it's not taken seriously. It escalates and escalates and escalates. Yeah, because as you've seen there, the police did arrest him, but mm. they let him go straight away. Poor Kush has gone to the police station, escorted off in handcuffs, and Leo's basically lying in hospital, lying, lying away. Waiting for his girlfriend. Waiting for his girlfriend, in quotation, quotation marks. marks. But his girlfriend comes and visits him, doesn't she? I don't know why she done this. No, I was screaming at my television. I thought at first that she was literally going there because she felt something for him. And I was yeah, just like, oh I my know. God. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, and then, obviously, once I twigged that it, it wasn't. That, that's not going to help. It's not. Is it? It's the worst thing in the world where, like, you're going to make it even worse. Because now she's told people she is his girlfriend. So if it came to the police coming mm. in now... They're gonna if they say, "Oh, who's been in? Oh, it was his girlfriend." Yeah, because she's she's actually said, and and she's also told him she's that she wants him, to yeah. give it another go. She kissed him, and it was like, and he's crazy. Like he is, he crazy. is super crazy. Wait, like don't go there with him. He is crazy. He will literally like you will just prove to him that either you do actually uh, deep down love him, or that you are a liar, like what he used to think when you know he was obsessed. Yeah, because we already know there's that little bit where you don't know. If he is obsessed with Fenn Love's self, he does still think she's lying about Tony because it yeah. always crosses over they do slightly each there. time. They, they kind of come yeah. back and forth every now and again. And we've already seen the pictures of what's going to come up that yeah. were out ages ago. So we know he's going to turn on her again. So has he actually been thinking she's been lying? Who oh, definitely. Uh, he, he's going to go full on mm. local. Like he's going to go full on local. And I mean, poor Whitney. She's, <laughs> she's just not... She's not thinking straight when she does this. I think she's in that desperate state yes. where she just wants to End get it. out of the get situation. Yeah. She wants to help Kush. 
she just doesn't want this happening anymore and she thinks she can take control of the situation mm-hmm. but re- in reality like there needs to be some someone else doing this kissing him and getting his food and stuff it's not going to help no you can lie to him as much as you want i mean she is quite a bad liar though cuz i mean we could tell Everyone i mean the bit tell. where she turned her head and like rolled her eyes pretty much yeah. was a bit where even he looked at her like hang on oh when she just sat there writing in a book right <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean and his eyes went straight to that book yeah well Speaking of that book. She left her bag. <sighs> she went off for food for him. I don't know why she was buying food for this what a awful dim, man. What a dimwit. Pardon the pun. <laughs> why, why did she She's she been dying that? to use that pun since I the have. day she, it was shown. Ever since, ever since. I just, I don't understand why she did that. I was like, hold on. Did she learn how to hide things from Martin? Because <laughs> this is, this is screaming, I'll hide my evidence in a shed. <laughs> isn't it like who leaves their book of incriminating statements right next to the see i'm one of these people who i don't leave my bag anywhere i'm going somewhere i take my bag everything that i have even if i'm sat in like costa or restaurant or whatever i take my bag with i wouldn't even leave to go to the toilet yeah i wouldn't even leave my coat on a on a chair if i go to the toilet i take it with us so so weird unless my pockets are completely empty then i'll just leave the coat yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> so leo wouldn't be getting anything out of my pockets no he certainly wouldn't get anywhere near me bag it's always <laughs> on me back <laughs> unless i'm sitting down because that would be uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> i love how you haven't explained all of this now <laughs> it's all right you're not on trial leo will be soon though i mean maybe not since whitney basically kissed him and told him that they were dating and starting over again and then when she told Sonia, she had the exact same reaction that we just had there. Yeah. Unspoken reaction, I might add. Me and Emma were just like... <laughs> I love how you just... I just did it, it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... It was like a... A, oh, a kind of... But uh, a look. face version. Facial. <laughs> like, yeah, Son basically has the exact same reaction as us. What were you thinking, Whitney? He is crazy. Well, when he got the book, I didn't know if he would take the things like uh, putting how many times he's called her down as mm. a... She loves me. She writes down that I call her this many times. It oh, oh my god, she is plotting against me. Because in his head, he yeah. thinks he's like they're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's just so it's so twisted. Um, but I think I think he's gonna go the other way now. I, I do. I think he's gonna go back to to I hate I hate her. She's not believing what she said about Tony. Yeah, I think so. It's gotta be that um the message I left on those flowers was so ominous. <gasps> that was awful. It said that she had his heart. And he had something of hers. When he caught subletting in, in the, the square. square. Who are you going to call? Paddy Truman. That's right. Well, I hope you enjoyed our little song there. I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to do one for Patty. I mean, uh, always. Come on. Patrick Truman is a legend and he deserves a song. And he really delivered this week. He did, didn't he? Well, I mean, he, he really saved Ted's bacon because, you know, whilst Leo's been committing his crimes and so is Kush. So is Ted. So is Ted. Subletting. Subletting. A very, very, very serious crime. <laughs> council were not happy. The council were not happy to send their person out. And unfortunately for Tiff, Keegan wasn't there to kind of pretend to be Ted. Keegan was off 
selling his sandwiches. Not for long, though, because Gray, hmm, he had reports that a laptop went missing and he said it could be Keegan. Well, the last we saw Keegan go there was actually when he came late and they didn't yeah, take his sandwiches anyway. A, yeah. So it was weird. It's probably the other kid. So, I mean, it's so obviously the other kid, isn't like, it? Do you know what I mean? I think... He looks suspicious the moment that we're talking about him and he just like, looked at them. Hmm. I thought that was like, so that horrible. That was me. Yeah. I thought it was horrible, that scene. But poor, poor Keegan. He's basically just lost his only major income now because his sandwich business isn't really doing that great without Gray and his business. And the reason he wanted to do this in the first place is after doing a bit of work with Gray and then yeah. seeing how this other guy was doing well and then he started to build himself up. He's doing well. I know, it's sad, isn't it? It's so, it's so cruel. And then he got home and had to deal with another mess. Subletting. Subletting, yes. Let, uh, moving on to subletting. I just loved when Tiff rang him and was like, I need you to bring Patrick round. And he had no idea why. No. And neither did Patrick. No, but I mean, when he got there, you wouldn't have thought he didn't know because he instantly <laughs> entered the role of a lifetime. He was Ted. He was Ted. It was like stars in their eyes, you know, where they go through <laughs> yeah. those doors. Tonight, Matthew. I'm going to be Ted. <laughs> And then he just comes back out and he's like, yes, da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, he comes out and he's Ted and um, is married to Tiff, who's like 20. This council guy was totally confused about yeah. the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying how Keegan's the grandson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the, the council bloke was obviously struggling to understand this and was a little bit disgusted as well, I think. I, yeah. think. I think by this like sugar daddy kind of like relationship, I think he couldn't wait to get out of that room. And be like, okay, so he didn't press any further really when he said that he didn't have any just gotta idea. He's got to make a run for it really, don't you? Yeah, in that just, situation. just got to get out of there. Yeah. Got to get out of there. But then when like everything calmed down, the councilman had left and Ted wasn't facing a charge for subletting. Keegan had this really sweet like heart to heart with Patrick about like how when Patrick obviously came, you know, many, many decades earlier to to England, the the troubles he faced and like the the relationship he's had with people. And Keegan asked him a very poignant question. He was like, Well, how do you what do you do? How do you deal with it? And I loved Patrick's response to it. It was like you've just got to prove them wrong kind of thing. It was just gotta you've just got to be better than what they think you're gonna be. You've just got to be better, essentially. And I, th- I thought that was really nice. Yeah, I'm glad that Keegan could actually confide in Patrick because yeah. he hadn't really been talking about it. I'm just really proud of EastEnders for covering this topic. Yeah, I like that they're doing like, they've got domestic violence, mm-hmm. they've got the one with, this one with Keegan and... They've got stalking. They've got stalking and harassment and they're tackling quite a lot of big storylines at the moment. Big storylines. And they're all, they're all going to relate to someone mm-hmm. and they're all going to teach people as well and I think that's a big part. They're all... There are lessons to be learned. So Absolutely. Well done, guys. Well done. You deserve that NTA. Linda still drinking from the bottle. Oh, I love doing that. It's an easy intro for us because we know what we're going to do. We're musical geniuses, Emma. Is that what people call us? Probably just those weirdos. <laughs> yeah, probably those weird two that yeah. sing in their podcast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Linda's still drinking from the bottle. And Mick, at his wit's end, really, has decided that maybe she can just have a little bit of drink. 
I mean, that was so sad, wasn't it, when he was like, Yeah. Well, maybe we just ration it then. I'm like, Mick, she's a raging alcoholic. You can ration all you want. She's going to have an extra bottle in her bag. There's no way you're going to be able to just give her one cup a day or one bottle a day or whatever. Well, look, he left that bottle in the room. Oh, my God. It was So, obviously, she was going to drink all that what is with after the glass. What is with people leaving these important things just lying around? Like, Whitney left a notebook next to Leo. Martin left the phone in the shed. And now, Mix left that bottle of alcohol right next to an alcoholic. Like, what was he expecting to happen? Why didn't you just tell the social worker that it wasn't the best of times? <laughs> <laughs> Could we just reschedule, even though you're here right now? Yeah, like... And I've been trying to put this off for weeks. <laughs> Could you just said, oh, sorry, got a doctor's appointment, got to run. <laughs> um, yes, the social worker I absolutely loved, by the way. What was with her? She was, like, talking about her cuckoo clocks to, to Ollie. I was like... I loved Ollie's face like, I don't care. He literally looked as <laughs> bored and perplexed as I was listening to her. I was just like, sorry, how is this relatable to a child? No, Ollie just wants to play with his toys. He really yeah. does not care about what you have in your home. You just go away, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, though, the this little conversation between the social worker and Mick and Ollie is all interrupted by Linda Yeah. trudging out, barging out. I need to speak to your wife, so I'll have to arrange another visit. Here she is. In all of her <laughs> grand alcoholic glory. Like, yeah. yeah. She just kind of like stumbles around and it's not the best of best of looks for her. So obviously the social worker still thinks this is a great time to have a chat with her. Yeah, which is odd, by the way. <laughs> which is odd. She's not rearranging. She's going to do it now. Yeah, that is odd. Why not just look at her and be like, mm, maybe she's got problems. I'll just leave. Come back another time. I'll pop in tomorrow. Nah, instead she's like, no, no, I, I need to know. I you're coherent, to... let's talk now. Yeah, you're clearly, you're clearly sound of mind. Well, whatever she was hoping to, to gain from talking to Linda amounts to just her thinking that Linda's basically being abused by Mick. Which Well, we don't know that though, do we? Because Yeah, true, it's Mick, only really hinted. Mick thought that, mm. and at this point this is where Shirley was like, look, you've got to protect yourself to protect Ollie. True. You can't be throwing yourself under a bus as well. Yes, that's true. They, they want Ollie. They want Ollie to stay. They don't want anything to happen to Ollie. Mm-hmm. So Mick has these two options. Does he say what's happening with Linda and potentially ruin their marriage? Because mm-hmm. she's not going to be happy about this, as nope. we know. Yeah. <laughs> or does he put himself in the frame and just leave it with mm. this possible intuition that... I mean, either way, really... It was never going to work out, was it? Because no, it was never going to go well. It's a catch-22. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have two options, you normally have okay ones. Yes. At least, at the least, he had two awful choices yeah, to make there. There. Was, there was no good option. There's no there. good option in that hand. Poor Mick. And he just tells the truth, doesn't he? And basically says, look, I'm not beating my wife. I know what you think, but I'm not beating my wife. She's just an alcoholic. <sighs> Probably shouldn't have said that. Oh, Probably yeah. shouldn't have said that if you want to be married. <laughs> so the next day they have a lovely day together they do yes it was lovely <laughs> until the social worker obviously rings and she's like and Linda finds out yeah Linda's just like what <laughs> so we kind of guessed after Mick had done the big reveal that mm-hmm. this could happen yeah because she's not going to be happy no she's certainly not <laughs> we've seen but we've he's also not happy at the moment because he doesn't like seeing what's happening to his wife so yeah. again he's not in a good position <laughs> 
I mean, I love the way she played it. Kelly Bright is playing us so well because she was like, <gasps> yeah, that I, scene, both of them were really good. When she was like, I drink because I want to drink. And then yeah. the next minute she was like, um, I can stop at any time I want, but I don't want to stop. Those moments were great. And then, of course, we got that great line where she's like, Saint Mick. It just gives us like, oh my God, it's like, Saint Nicholas, you know, like Saint <laughs> Santa Claus, Santa, yeah. It's like, oh my God, does it come down chimneys with the old presents? <laughs> Maybe Danny Dyer is Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my God, love that idea. <laughs> but yeah, and then she calls him Saint Mick. Basically, says, doesn't she, that she's sick and tired of always feeling like she can never amount to his like goodness. Essentially, that that she's just nowhere near as nice as him. And it's quite funny because it gives us like flashbacks to Balam. You know, like it was that kind of same conversation that like Ben and Callum were yeah, having. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're too good for me. Yeah, you're too nice. I felt like it was echoing bits of that and it was really cool. But Mick wasn't, wasn't standing for half of the stuff that was coming out of her mouth. So he just unleashed, didn't he? And he just like poured his fury out of that. All this built up fury poured out. I did love that scene. That was brilliant. Yeah. He, oh, it's, the tea wasn't spilled. He drowned her Oh, in it. yeah. He drowned <laughs> Linda in tea. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it all at her. Yeah, scalded her face. <laughs> and then Mick, obviously, after recoiling from this row, everyone's heard everything, by the way. Like, oh, Well, except Denny, who was like, are they angry I'm here? Can you <laughs> not hear them, Denny? They really screamed about their marriage. and Everyone else can hear them and what they're talking yeah. about. And you're like, no, oh, it must be about me. Maybe he's got, maybe <laughs> he's he's got like Louise in something. his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the Louise. Is it about me? Is oh, it about yeah. me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's, he's become the new Louise. Yeah. It's all my fault. <laughs> it's all about me. Yes. Shirley went and consoled Mick. She was, you know, sick of pandering to Denny, you know, her surrogate son. And I mean, I'm not being funny. With all this going on, why did Shirley think it was a good idea to bring Denny oh, into this don't, household? I don't, e- I don't even know. She knows what's going on. I don't even know. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. So yes, <laughs> she, she goes to console Mick and Mick's very honest. He says a few things about the pub's future. Yeah, because obviously he doesn't know. With Linda being an alcoholic, can they really still stay still in the pub? Still stay in the pub. Well, we've how's said this going to work? Yeah, how is this going to work? Is this a hint that soon it might have new owners mm. we'll just mm. have to wait and see we don't know we actually don't know if anyone yeah. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> if anyone thinks if we're hinting at anything <laughs> <laughs> we genuinely don't so after this terrible row you would think well maybe linda be on her best behavior nope she steals ollie from school <laughs> steals ollie from school yeah apparently he had a dentist appointment or something like that right no not sure ice cream ice is. cream the best for dentists yeah so linda's took ollie and i have to say you know the day where they all had the lovely day before they had the big round yeah is ollie picasso or something because that drawing's better than mine that you've done of linda i was like well shocked (laughs) and i think of my age compared to his the kids got talent the kids got talent talent so linda's still very impressed by that obviously Mm -hmm. i would be too Mm -hmm. takes them for a treat says they're going for uh, ice cream yeah well i find out that might be a bit more than ice cream Rum flavoured. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of alcohol was in there, Linda? <laughs> what flavour did you go for? Mick, not a clue what's going on. Goes to pick Ollie up. It's like, hey, just hurry him up. And no, he's, he's gone, he's Mr. Him. Carter. <laughs> you what? Oh, yes, yes, that appointment. <laughs> mm. Great save there, Mick. Yeah, I think the teacher's going to be a bit more worried. <laughs> I think she should have been. Yeah. <laughs> 
She's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs> you, you know what she's doing? She's like, it's Friday. I'm yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night. I've got to go, get down to the Vic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we just have to wait and see what the future holds for Ollie, Mick, and of course, Linda. Favourite scene of the week. Now it's time for our favourite scene of the week. For those standout moments that we enjoy. We want to give them some special recognition. And today, it goes to Shirley and Dottie. It has to. It has to. That was brilliant. Should we reenact it? Yes, let's reenact it. Who sings that again? Mabel. Let it stay that way. <laughs> Honest, that scene was so funny. I love them as a double act. I love Shirley and Dottie, actually, as a double act. They're very similar. Both quite rough and coarse. Like, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not cuddly, although they're quite blunt and a bit rough. The way that they talk to people and things. I like I that. I think I'm going to like their scenes together. Yeah. Especially if they're like that. And I think I'm going to start using that because sometimes when people sing and it just gets right on your nerves and you just <laughs> want to go, let it stay that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably what people think when we sing. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> and that was Favourite Scene of the Week. Now it's time for this week's Slapping Dan. And it goes to... Someone who has already been slapped down. Denny! Denny! It had to be Denny, didn't it? Like, he has been a brat. Oh, yeah. Week. He has been a brat. He's been so annoying and rude. And the bit where he said he didn't care if the kid lived or died was just a bit too Oh, that evil. was too far. Just going to give a little bit of a shout out to one thing that he did say, though, right before oh, he got okay. his slapping down. It was fabulous. Denny referenced Phil shoving Ian's head down the toilet. I absolutely <laughs> love <laughs> That should have earned him a hero spot, but, you know... Then We've he, done a lot of then bad he, things. Then he did the terrible things. He called Sharon a slapper again, or a slag again, and said that he hated a baby and stuff. So, you know, those things earn him this place in slapping down. So we're going to give honourable hero of the week to Bobby for doing this for us. Yes, he did give he Denny a slapping down. Denny the slapping down he deserved. Duh. Now it's time for Hero of the Week, and it goes to Mick! (laughs) (laughs) Or Saint Mick, you know, as Linda calls him. (laughs) Santa Claus, as we now call him. Yes, Santa Mick. (laughs) Yes, it has to go to him. He's doing such a good job looking after Ollie and trying to hold his family together. I feel so sorry for him. And also... He really did deliver the tea on Linda. That the when he was just like, yeah, sorry, like just shouting and bawling in her face. Like, really, I think that was a long time coming, and I loved it. Yeah, he's trying to help Linda and do anything he can to just get her back on the right track. And mm. it's just sad to see them. It is so sad. It's so sad to see the cars just yeah. breaking apart. Breaking apart. But well done, Mick, for everything well you've done, done this week. Mick. You are our hero of the week. So now it's time for our ratings this week. And we are going to be rating out of mix. We're going to give this week 3.5 mix. It has to be, doesn't it? It was yeah. a good week. I don't think it, it was as good as like the last couple of weeks. No, I think it had some moments. Yeah, that were it great. had the moments where I was like, <gasps> but it didn't but stand out. No, there were some bits where when it came to obviously writing notes, I was like, mm, I forgot that happened. Yeah. That was, kind of brought it down. Yeah, I would agree. I think there were some moments that could have been bigger 
more explosive even. I think I was just lacking a bit of action, a bit of oomph. That's what I was missing. Guess who? 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 We love it so much, we decided to make the jingle longer. Yes, we've decided to, you know, redeem ourselves for our last one, where we basically both picked the exact same person, <laughs> and play another game of Guess Who. And we don't know if it will happen again. We might also pick the same person today. It probably will. It probably will. So let's kick it off. Do you want to start? Yeah, why not? Are you male? No. Mm-mm. This takes forever because we've got quite a lot of faces. I know, I've got, I've got more faces I this I feel week. like we need a tune as we like cross <laughs> them off. Like a little ticking, ticking noise. Like clocks. Yeah. <laughs> a countdown. Just sing. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle bells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are you male? Yes. Just cross off all the ladies. Oopsies. I've just crossed off one of the <laughs> men by accident. <laughs> <laughs> only, oh. only we could... Uh, I got two into it when I was just crossing them all off. Only we could <laughs> turn a, a really simple game. Oh, like really difficult. Into yeah. something difficult, yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I've done that first. <laughs> Are you young? Yes. Oh, how young, by the way, are we talking like infant young? <laughs> no. Right. Uh, are you young? Youngish. Right. Young adult. Okay. Just trying to f- cross all of these off. I know. Takes forever. Do you belong to the Mitchell family? Yes. Ooh. Okay. That's helping narrow everything down there. Weirdly, that was going to be my question also. Was it? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh. Are you Louise? No. <gasps> oh. Are you an honorary Mitchell? No. Are you Lola? Yes. Yes. Are you Ben? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we picked different ones. <laughs> we got there in the end. In honor of the 35th anniversary, we thought, why not react to some classic EastEnders? And what better, what's more classic than the other anniversary episodes? And we're going to start with Den's death. The twentieth anniversary. I remember this. I do too. <gasps> I remember. Um, I remember rushing home to see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember sitting waiting for it to come on. You know, like that night, and I was yeah. like so excited. Me and Jazz, my sister, were we sat like getting really hyped up, hyped up thinking about it. And it delivered. Oh, it's so dead because it's the culmination, isn't it? Because we've been seeing Chrissy, Zoe, and Sam like unite essentially to take down Dirty Dan Watts. I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait. Here he comes. Oh, the better Sam. I love the better Sam. Sharon gone. I love that bit. Sharon gone. (laughs) Now you know what it's like to lose the one thing in the world you love most. 
Oh, I loved Chrissy. I don't know Love this bit where he runs. He's <laughs> proper scary, isn't he? He's literally like smashing her head in as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, and this is oh. where Zoe thinks she's done it. Yeah. Oh, he's down. Zoe literally already touched him with it. He like collapsed. Pauline's doorstop. Doorstop. Like the dog. It's ultimate revenge for what he did to Michelle. What are you doing, sir? Pauline got the last laugh after all. (gasps) (laughs) Clearly, Sam's rubbish had taken a pause. I I love how she assumed he's dead and he's not. (laughs) (laughs) I hate him. I was going to. That's basically what she said there. I love that she's worried about jewelry. <laughs> Isn't it funny that Zoe done this to Den? Obviously, she didn't kill him, but then mm. Stacey then done it to Archie. Yes, and it's so funny because, like, obviously, like you say, Zoe didn't actually kill yeah. him. But years later, Stacey, Stacey did. did. She she took someone down just like him. I love how calm Chrissy is there. I know that's how you know she's a psychopath. <laughs> she's like, right. Turn the lights off. I'll close the doors. So if you do this, and then everything will be okay. Get the bubble eats in the fridge. <laughs> Pop on a sausage surprise. <laughs> or a fishy basket. <laughs> I may not be the first woman in your life dead, but I'm definitely going to be the last. Oh, my God. Line. What a line. It's a bit where he grabs her. You'll never get me out of this pub alive. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there we go. Oh. oh, what a moment. I love that Sam wit- witnessed it all. I know. What a moment. <laughs> Ultimate revenge for Christy, isn't it? She's still I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to kill him. I swear I did. I promise I didn't. I thought he was going to kill you. He's just so, so evil. evil. I love her. <laughs> Such a good character. What a class way for Dan to go out though as well. It's the way she just lets Zoe believe she's killed her. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love this though because it, it's the ultimate payback for Dan. So now we're going to play the Andy Hunter clip because that also happened at the same time, didn't yes. it? Yes. Oh my God. That was one of my favourite moments ever. That one. I was like... That. What? <laughs> I, know, I know. I liked Andy. I mean, he was horrible. But yeah, but I, liked I him still as a liked him as a character. Yeah, and what a great way to go. Look at him have a little chuckle to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, look, it's one of the Moon Brothers. Oh, yeah. Do you remember them? Johnny Ooh, Allen. It's Johnny Allen. When you were having a good night and then these two come yeah. along. I think it... If you ever saw Johnny Allen in the dark of night, you probably would be a bit frightened, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) He knows, doesn't he? Oh, I know what's covered. (laughs) He knows. This is the the gallows walk, isn't it? He's going to his death. He's messed with Johnny. You know what's happening. Shouldn't mess with Johnny. He was going to be finished, remember? He was going to be out of doing this like, yeah. life. You knew about it all this time. Why'd you let it go ahead? And what 
Cause it's an excuse to off me. <laughs> I think he knew he was going to die, but mm. not the way no, it no. happened. Well, at least we'll have somewhere quiet and I will be worried. It's really funny because I'm sure Johnny Allen was planning on retiring from like the life of like crime. Said, I'm retiring. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said that. <laughs> <the time>. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Andy. It's been an education. Enjoy your trip. I think you kind of hear he thought that, yeah. oh, I'm safe, or if he's going to kill us, it's, I could probably get away. I know. There we go. Oh my god, oh my god. Now oh that my god, that's still awful. Oh god. That is a duff duff. It's when you hear that car as well. Oh god. Can you imagine just driving down like the M1 and it's like someone just flies at you gone? Weren't we like 12 when we saw this as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. What a way to spend the anniversary. This week's episode was sponsored by Ian Beale's Finest Tables. Got an enemy or a loudmouth friend who you just need to quiet down? Throw them into a table. Into one of Ian Beale's Finest Tables. Bobby Beale will not be responsible for any damage to the table. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. <laughs>